But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys, Fatty, Fatty. and Big Bry. And Big Bry. What is going on, everybody? Welcome on into Illegal Ham to the Face. I am that fat guy, Big Brad. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. How you doing? Uh, happy Victory Tuesday. Oh, my goodness. Could it be a more beautiful Tuesday? Uh, I don't know, but I mean, what a hell of a game that we had on Sunday, Bri. Uh, down 14 points, down two scores, and the roller coaster that came afterwards, which we will dive into here a little bit later. Uh, we got to talk a little Cavs and a little bit of Golden State. Uh, Draymond Green is up to Draymond Green stuff, so we'll get into that. Um, we will, uh, let's see here, shout out to Cleveland defense for winning that game. Yeah, well, got to shout out the offense a little bit too. Jerome sounds Cole. like a, yeah. uh, that was a, a Justin. Oh, that was a Deshaun. Yep. That was a Deshaun yep. hater. Right on cue. Yep. Well done. Uh, hey guys, love your show and shout out for me for picking the Browns to win by two. That is a good kudos to you, but I also picked the Browns to win with a walk-off field goal. So not sure did horn bribe, but toot toot. Speaking into existence. Hey, I'll take it. Um, all right, guys. Our show is brought to you by Hero Q and Lake Erie APA, also City Dogs of Cleveland. Uh, we do not have a new puppy tonight, but we do have some City Dog news. We'll show Miss Ohio again for a trivia tonight. Uh, like we always do, we will start out our show to shout outs. We will dive into our Cleveland headlines. We will talk the Browns versus the Ravens. Look ahead to Schittsburg. Um, and I'm allowed to say Schittsburg on this show because it is Schittsburg week. So uh, we're going to do some Schittsburg talk. Um, and then we are going to dive into a little game of either or. Right? Because there is a person on Twitter that I have grown fond of. And uh-huh. they keep throwing up um, little, you know, pick one, you know, or get rid of one for the rest of your life kind of thing. So okay. well, we lay that to you. So it's a little fun for us. And then sure. we came up with uh, top three sports nicknames, correct? Now, are we doing pro sports? Are we doing, like, players? What are we doing here? Yeah, any player nickname. Uh, it, I could, I suppose it could be college if, uh, you know, if they just played in college and never made it to the pros or did anything in the pros. So, any, uh, yeah, any player nickname, Air Jordan, King James, you know, those okay. are the uh, mm-hmm. the ones, Iron Mike Tyson, those are kind of the, the classics. But, uh, but yeah, you know, ones that are maybe a little more creative. Hmm. Like uh, Tapping Toes, Danny Amador? Sure. If that's a thing, absolutely. I didn't know that, but that's pretty awesome. I did not know that. I just made that up on a whim. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just tapping toes doesn't. All right. 
Sure. It sounds good, right? Me there. I mean, sure. you can just start making up nicknames now. And just make them up. Out. Yeah, hell yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Go back to like the 50s or the 20s in baseball when they had old oil can uh, Rodriguez or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, Brian. Uh, let's do our shout outs. Um, we're going to start off the shout outs tonight, Brian. I'll start out because we got a couple of sad ones to uh, shout out. First one, uh, right out of the gate, uh, this happened today. Um, we got a shout out and send some prayers down to Tuscarawas County and Tusky Valley Schools. Um, Brian, if you did not know, there was a semi crash into a bus today down there. Um, there was a handful that are dead, multiple injured. So we are just sending out prayers to all the families, friends, everybody down there. Um, I hope that everything you know is okay afterwards. But you never want to see that, especially with uh, kids going to school. You know, that's one thing you don't. One is a parent, and, you know, now being a parent, it kind of hits hard. It's like, holy crap. And just, you know, but just shout out, let you know that you guys are in our prayers. We'll be praying for you guys. So shout out to that. Um, also, Bri, um, shout out to Chef Ray. Um, Bri, I don't know if you remember Chef Ray. We ran into him a handful of times at Nat's Tailgaters and at Top Dog Tailgate. Uh, he passed away on Sunday. Uh, had a heart attack. Um, he was in it. I believe he was in his fifties. Uh, huge Browns fan. Um, made some of the best uh, McThirds I've ever had. Uh, and if you don't know what a McThird is, it's the top dog tailgate on the uh, McMuffin. Um, but what a really nice, genuine dude. Um, amazing. He went to the top dog tailgate there in Maria. Uh, cooked for them. Helped out any way he could. Just a truly great, genuine guy, and wants to send out prayers to his family. And then, and then the one a little bit is one of our friends, Brian. You've met LA before, she's taking pictures for us. Her birthday was yesterday, so happy birthday, LA. Uh, just wish you a happy birthday and hope everything went well for you. And Brian, that is me for shout outs. What about you? Okay. Um, yeah, I got, well, this shout out just kind of goes back to last week and shame on me for not doing it. It's a couple of days old, but, um, but yeah, it's an important one. So I figured I'd revisit it. Shout out to all the veterans out there. Um, all of our friends and family, um, and you know, even strangers that we don't know who have served, who are, who have protected our freedom and defended our freedom over the years. We thank you so very much for, uh, for making this the greatest country in the world. So let me shout out the veterans that I know, the family members, uh, friends, my cousin Mike, my cousin Hunter, my cousin uh, Seth, friends of ours, Colby, Tony, um, my buddy BJ, uh, anybody else, Buzzy, um, you know, Pops for sure. So, uh, so all the veterans out there, for the, the people that have laid their life on the line for you and for me, um, we thank you. We cannot thank you enough. And, um, yeah, certainly every day should be a veterans day, but, uh, but yeah, I, I felt like I had to go back and, and hit that one again. You know, we, we were both sick and yeah. not feeling right. Maybe not looking ahead, not realizing the date that was coming I had up. No but, uh, clue what was going on last week, bro. That was a mix between a little bit of, uh, 151 and NyQuil buddy. You know how that goes. Oh boy. That sounds dangerous. I tell you what, I slept good. Oh, golly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we're thankfully we're both doing better now and, uh, yep, able to think a little bit clearer. All right. Perfect, Brian. Thank you. 
Uh, we will dive into the show here in just a second, Bri. Um, we went through our shout out, so it will be trivia time coming up here. But we do have to bring this up before trivia, Bri. Uh, the shoulders are full, Bri. Um, and they are doing a D stuff the kennel this weekend at City Dogs Cleveland. Uh, $21 adoptions right there, uh, November 18th and 19th, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And walk ups are available, Bri. So most of the time you have to go through their website and all that, not this time. So please go $21 adoptions, cheap. Get a dog out of there, like our uh, favorite dog. Uh, we had what was it? What was the one that we liked the most? It wasn't, um, it had such a goofy name, too. I can't think it was of it. Ohio was last week, right? Oh, oh God, what the God Zooks. God Zooks. Is God Zooks still there? What was the I one at the uh, at the that came out to the live show? Martini. Martini, that's right. Yep. So Good there call. is there is Miss Ohio right there. Gorgeous dog. Please go help them out, Brian. Um, they're also are having a party in December, which we'll get a little flyer for that. But just kind of a thank you for everybody that has helped out and everything. They're going to be at I think Forest Brewing Company. Um, so please uh we'll have details for that coming up, but just can't thank the volunteers and everybody enough at City Dogs Cleveland. Um, just amazing job they do, and please go help them out any way you can. If you can't can't adopt, I mean, they're always looking for help uh, volunteering. They're always looking for Kongs, biscuits, food, anything and everything that you could think of that a dog needs, they need there. So please help them out, right? Uh, let's do yep. our trivia, big fella. And I got a doozy for you as soon as I play our <laughs> sounder. Mm-hmm. It's a couple seconds longer than what it should be. All right, Bry. So this week, Bry, we have a head coach that has gone six and three twice with your Cleveland Browns. Okay. Mm-hmm. And since 1986, including him, there have been four head coaches go six and three. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Can you name me the other three head coaches? Other three. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to. Okay, so this is a little gem that I got from um, Brownstown Podcast. Uh, they had this up there. Um, it's crazy because Kevin Stefanski has done it twice here in the four years wow. that he's been here. Okay. There is a man that has done it three times. And two people each, the other two, have only done it once here in Cleveland. Okay? Give you a little hint there. Okay. Awesome. Oh, Casey, Casey just messaged me, and nope, he did not get it right. So Casey is out on that one. How many did he get out of the three? Uh, He got, let's see here, Casey got two out of the three. Two out of three. Okay, not bad. Two out of three. Well, you know, hold on. There's one, I should say, since 1986, Bri. We'll just go with that one. Okay. 
So we got three six okay. eighty six. I got he one. He recanted his uh, response and came back with the right answer, and then he gave okay. a damn on that one. So, all right. So uh, Chris knows. A lot of people know. And Justin came back. He said it wasn't a massage boy hate comment. We had a chance only because of that pick six and the stop, and you know, and that final rat bird drive, which was great. We'll, and we'll get into that here a little bit later, Brian. All right, let's get into our Cleveland headlines, Bri. Mm-hmm. All right, Eric Cleveland headlines tonight. First off, Bri, we have done the series sweep of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, your Cleveland Cavaliers beat up on the Warriors, and Draymond reared his ugly face again and got ejected again. But this time, Donovan Mitchell got in his face, Bry. And if you didn't see the play, what an amazing thing it was. Draymond was doing his dirty stuff, and Mitchell called him out on it and went right to his face. So if you didn't see it, it was amazing. But Cavs are still playing a little bit, you know, 500 right now. I mean, they're only, what, I think, 12 games in so we'll see uh we'll see what happens but can't can't thank them enough for sweeping the golden state warriors just i i don't know what it is i mean brian i think it just stems all the way back to you know the 15 16 everything back then and just i can't stand them i just can't stand them yeah i think i heard today that uh this is the first time we've won in golden state since game seven so Anytime you can you can bring up a stat that referenced back to Game Seven, that's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, certainly against Golden State, we've uh, we've been playing pretty well against the other teams. Um, you know, maybe not so much, but uh, but yeah, it's early in the season. I'm not gonna get too freaked out or complain on here too much about Cavs and their effort. They're still coming into their own. Garland's, you know, still kind of feeling his way out. And same thing with Jared Allen. You don't know. You know what kind of uh, injuries these guys are still dealing with. So, yeah, you just kind of hope that you can get through November, December, maybe even January um, without too many major injuries, and at least hover around five hundred, and then hopefully turn it up from there. Yeah, and we'll see what happens. But like you said, right at the beginning, we had too many injuries right out of the gate. Getting Jared out back healthy, um, especially Garland was out there with the knee and the calf. So just trying to get everybody healthy, get them back. We'll, I mean, we'll dive into those, you know, as the season goes on, Brian. But the the big thing that happened on Sunday, Brian, was your Cleveland Browns went into Baltimore and stole one from the Baltimore Ravens, right? And I'm going to say stole one because the entire game, that game was fluky, crazy. We were the very first play, pick six for Baltimore. And then it just got crazier and crazier as that whole thing went on, and we ended up winning. Um, so we ended up winning 33-31 to 31 with a last-second field goal from D-Hop. And, uh, you know, it was a great time. Mm-hmm. So, Bry, why don't you uh, why don't you take us through the pick right at the beginning? Um, I know Deshaun Watson did not look great in the first half, Bry, and I know everybody was kind of like on pins and needles, and you know, especially hearing the uh, certain words that I heard coming from other people, Bry. 
But second half, he was perfect. Uh, he went 14 or 14, uh, ended up with over 200 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, uh, started doing some Deshaun things, um, which was nice to see. Um, and they stopped being cute and took what was right in front of him, Brian, and David Njoku, Brian. Um, between him, Jerome Ford, and I got to say, Wyatt Teller, Brian, um, it was – one hell of a game and they needed that they were they were down but they were never out and they fought and clawed back um i know where i got kind of frustrated was when we missed the extra point there to tie it up because i did one of the Brian did one of these ah, only in cleveland only in cleveland that bullshit would happen everybody and, did. Going, and we're going to lose by one now because that shit everybody did. that's what's yep. but you know something didn't happen so Brian, let's get into the first half buddy what'd you think well, and I mean, to jump ahead, just to, to piggyback off what you were saying about the missed extra point, it might have been a blessing, really, yeah. because yeah. you're down now down one rather than being tied. You know, if you're tied, you're like, OK, you know, if we go to overtime, it's not the worst thing. We've clawed all our way back. But uh, but now you're down one. So you have to be more aggressive. So I don't know if it really affected the play calling or how we played or anything like that or our sense of urgency, maybe. But. I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Um, you know, you knew that you had to get the ball back and you had to score to win the game. You couldn't just cruise into overtime. So, but yeah, going back to the first half and, and taking it from there, it was, you know, again, it was uh, it was a first quarter that was underwhelming. Uh, that uh, if you wanted to be a naysayer, if you wanted to be a sky's falling guy, certainly they gave you that opportunity, and it was again. I don't know if it's me or what, but uh, but I, I ended up tuning into the game a half hour late, just like I did tune into the game a half hour late for the Seattle game. And I'm like, all right, I'll just start it from the beginning and I'll rewind through the commercials and I'll get caught up. Both games, I'm caught up in five minutes because I'm going ahead and I can see like when the commercials are and like I can time it out. Oh, the Browns had the ball here. Oh boy, that's a short one. And then the Ravens have the ball here before the next commercial. Oh, that's a long drive. And so I'm caught up like that. And before I know it, we're down 14 nothing, just like the Seattle game. And I'm like, come on, you gotta be kidding me. Not this again. Um, but you know what? It's it's a total team effort. It's it says a lot about the coaching staff, it says a lot about the players that. As fans, we felt like, and I even text you this, I, I felt like we lost the game maybe three or four different times. Um, oh, yeah. You know, oh, certainly getting off to that terrible start. I'm not one of those guys who you fall down two touchdowns and he's out, game's over, turn it off. These guys are terrible. And, you know, th there are the naysayers out there. There's going to, there's always going to be until Deshaun, you know, leads us to multiple winning seasons, um, which hopefully he does. There's always going to be those naysayers out there. So he starts out one and nine. And those people are just looking for those cracks to where they can turn to their friends and say, told you so, this guy sucks, $230 million, $230 million, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, 230 You know, they were, they were all saying that in the first quarter. And, you know, um, to me, it just, if you take it, the game as a whole, this is why we got to Sean Watson. What could Baker Mayfield never do? He can never lead us on game-winning drives at the end of games. You know, when we're tied or we're down one or two and we need a game-winning drive, he never did it. And we we came on here every day like Baker had another chance to do it. He played a pretty good game, but in, when push comes to shove, he had that opportunity and he just could not make it happen. 
Deshaun did. Another thing that Baker did is he turned the ball over too much. Now, people are going to complain about the first pick six. And, you know, if you want to put that on Deshaun, I guess you can because obviously the ball came out of his hands. But to me, that's kind of a fluke play. You know, um, he, he hasn't been turning the ball over. He's had those couple of uh, sacks where guys come in pretty quick and they knock him and he fumbles the ball and he did it again. And thankfully, Teller uh, got on it. But he hasn't thrown the bad picks. Um, and what I mean by the bad picks is where he throws it to the defense. The defense, the Indianapolis game, he did. He, and he should have thrown two. And they got him out of there because they knew something wasn't right. Because – what he's played five full games this year, and you go back and you look at the interceptions that he's thrown. The first one um, in the Cincinnati game was tipped right at the line of scrimmage, and it ended up going right to the defense. The other one, Harrison Bryant hit him in the hands, and then it went pick six the other way. This one, you know, maybe if you want to say he should have been Pat Mahomes and he should have adjusted his arm angle and thrown it around him, you know, you could say that, but uh. But how many times does a guy throw the ball, a player tip it, it goes straight up and it falls right back down into him. So, you know, if, if you want to be a hater, if you want to throw those questions out there, like, you know, Deshaun's turning the ball over too much, certainly you can. Um, but but I'm looking at stuff like, okay, it's it's kind of a fluky play. He's not throwing the ball to the defense. And that's something that – uh that we rely on Deshaun Watson. He's not getting balls batted down at the line of scrimmage. Um, so hopefully this has, you know, put those crazy people to the back of the pack that's saying Deshaun's not tough enough. He doesn't want to play. He just wants to sit and count his money. I mean, he, he showed you, he proved to me, he didn't have a perfect game. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not even giving him an A for the entire game. If you want to look at the entire game, but when you had to have the plays, he made the plays, be it with his arm or be it with his legs. And you don't win that game with Baker Mayfield. I, there's no chance. I don't believe it because we've seen him get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to lead you back, and we could never do it. And so Deshaun finally gets that opportunity to lead you back, um, and you're down 14 points in the fourth quarter. And sure, you know, you needed the pick six. I'm not. I'm not going to say he did it all himself, um, but when he had to make plays, he did. Yeah, and, and um, Justin is just. I love Justin. He is just, <laughs> oh, he that is, entire rant. I'm sure he's just oh, he typing is, away. He, he can't. Is. How dare you besmirch Baker Mayfield? Oh boy. I mean, it started. Did you a while see what ago. he did? <laughs> I mean, just and then, yeah. And Force of Nature, thank you for joining us tonight. We will, I'll ask Brian that question when we get to Fat Boy Tuesday. Because he, uh, they asked, uh, what is our favorite uh, quick chicken place? What's the best quick chicken place? And I'm sure we can definitely answer that. So that's a good one. Sure. Um, but no, and Justin, I understand through a pick six at the very first play of the game, but that was just kind of a fluky play. It wasn't like he just threw it right at him. The guy right. had to tip it and throw it up. And the one thing that I actually enjoyed watching, Bry, and um, mom's here, Bry. Say hi to mom. Howdy, howdy. 
Um, one thing I enjoyed about it, Bri, was when you got that second down, was it second and 19, and he darted that ball to Cooper to get it back to third and two. If that play didn't happen, I don't know if we got any further from that, Bri. Um, and that was one of those perfect throws that he – only he could – well, I'm not saying he could make that throw, but I'm just saying that was the only throw that could be made at that point in time to get them back to where – third and short manageable and um i'm with you brian i'm not going to give him a perfect grade on anything i am glad that he came back out the second half and pulled his head out of his ass um i definitely thank god that um um kevin stefanski changed the format of what they were doing and kind of moved everything around for him in the second half to make it a lot easier for him um and you know some justin uh, Brian would probably love to massage Deshaun Watson. You, you never know. Uh, you know, you never know. Uh, we should play a drinking. Every time he mentions massage, I'll take a drink here. Brian, you might get drunk before Fatboy comes. <laughs> I need to. I need to go out and buy another case. If that's if yeah, that's you, the game you might. Playing. You might want to wait on that one, but that might get it. That might get expensive quick. Hold on. I think Ashley's watching. That's all. I think a Ashley. He needs another thirty rack of Coors Light stash. Oh, well, we went to Costco this weekend. I got me some. I got some Bush Light, and I oh, got, got some Wine and Kugel. You got Bush yep. Lattes, so, buddy. Oh, and the she let me get both of them. I said, "Well, yeah, we're, you know, we're here. I might as well. Can't get a better price than this." Uh, Justin said, "Challenge accepted." <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, it's going to be a rough night for you. I'm just going to sit here and take a drink. Right, so I better start you, milking uh, this. Yeah, I only got a couple here. But I mean, so, you know, yeah, people, the naysayers, the people that don't want to give him credit are going to point to the first half. But in all reality, it doesn't really matter what you do in the first half as long as you bring it in the second half and you lead your team to victory. He could have gone over 15. Uh, and I know it wasn't pretty. Um, but let's not forget what we were saying about the Ravens going into this game. Everyone's crowning them as the best team in the NFL. They're playing at home. This defense is number one in the NFL. Some say even better than our defense. They're at home, and they're going against a fourth-string tackle and a fifth-string tackle. So, and we don't have, you know, I don't need to run down every time about, oh, we traded this guy. This guy's out for the season because it's just, it's something that uh, that we can run down every single week. But, in all reality, you have to remind yourselves that things aren't going great for the Browns. Um, you know, we're not at full strength. We we lead the damn league in turnovers, and we're six and three. <laughs> and um, so it's it's just it's a wild time. But if you keep finding ways to win, Deshaun Watson's what four and one is a starter. Who wouldn't take that? Who who's going to complain about your starting quarterback being four and one as a starter? I, that's what that's what just what blows my mind. Knowing what this franchise has been through, we have a quarterback who's four and one. If PJ Walker's four and one, I say keep him in there. But people people want to see the three hundred yard games. They want to see this. They want to see that. And I kind of came to the realization a little bit this week that right now, until he gets more comfortable in happen. this offense, he's he's more almost more uh, Lamar Jackson than he is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Like we thought we're getting the guy who's going to lead the league in passing. 
passing yards. I think he's going to be maybe more of a scrambler until he gets comfortable in this offense. He's not going to be putting up the 350-yard games. Um, and so certainly people want to throw the bouquets at C.J. Stroud. Look what he's done and, and this and that. Why can't Deshaun Watson put up 300 yards? Well, you know, he's a darling of the NFL right now, but go back and watch the end of the Bengals game. He threw a terrible pick at the end of the game that should have cost him the game. Tyler Borg can hang on to the ball. So, you know, Deshaun didn't make that big mistake that cost us the game. And sometimes that is good enough if your defense is playing as well as ours is. Yeah. And, you know, um, Craig came in here. He said he's five and one this season, Bry, eight and four overall as a starter. Um, I don't give him credit for And I could, I don't give him credit for the Indianapolis game. I mean, he is technically five and one when he starts the game, but I don't give him credit for the And then, you know, Forrest Nagy, who complains about wins? Nobody complains about wins. I, you know, some I'm, people I'm do. Kinda, You'd oh, be know. surprised. Some people well, do. I mean, I did. Because they didn't the win the way that they wanted to win. I wanted them to win a, a prettier way than they did. But when you're taking on the best team in the NFL, now we're 2-0 and against what everybody has said at the time was the best team in the NFL. We beat the Niners and we beat the Ravens on the road. So, you know, I, I'm not going to not gonna give it all, all the credit to Deshaun because the defense played a hell of a game. Miles Garrett is still playing like the best defensive player in the league. Um, they made a play when they had to. And more importantly, as for the team as a whole, they overcame. Because one of the times I was certain that the game was over was when we muffed the punt at the 10-yard line. And then they had, what, a five-minute drive that went 10 <laughs> yards because we kept shooting ourselves in the foot by penalty after penalty after penalty. And we basically handed them a touchdown. And I'm like, all right, it's over. And every other season up to this point, I would have been correct. Some something feels different about this season. I'm telling you, it's not pretty. I'm not telling you it's pretty, but um, but we've been in every single game through nine weeks. We've been in every single game except for the Ravens game where you had a rookie fifth rounder starting. So yeah. you give credit to the defense, you give credit to the offense, and certainly you have to give credit to the coaching staff. Uh, Justin said he's gonna. He's first off. He said, uh, "Challenge accepted." Uh, Brian needs a drink, and he said, "Massage." Uh, so there Got you it. go, another one again. Um, and Justin, I understand. There's going to be people that don't like Sean Watson, and I get that. I mean, we're already. Um, I. It's just we're here now. Um, you know that we're going to be stuck with him, like Brian said, for at least four more years, maybe five, depending on what happens. But I mean, hopefully, hopefully 10, hopefully 12. That means he's your franchise quarterback. You know, I'm not looking to get out of this contract if he's playing well, if he's only here for four years, that means this was a failure of a trade and we probably have some bad years. So if you're rooting for that, that's where I question your Brown, your true Browns fandom. I get that. I get that. Um, Casey said that the uh, Deshaun Watson gets zero credit for Indy, less than zero if that's possible. Sure. Um, I agree with that. Force and Nature Massage Boy is cool as long as the Browns get a happy ending with a Super Bowl. There's a was that, uh, was that, who, was that uh, Justin? That was not Justin. Mm. Justin would never say anything who like was that. that. That's a new one tonight. Uh, Force of Nature is a new one tonight. I haven't seen him on here before, Bri. Um, Craig is in. Uh, Craig, I apologize for this week and spanking that ass in fantasy football. Oh, boy. Uh, 
Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Maker Fayfield. I said what I said. Look at the career stats for what they are. I get that. Are Browns hosting a playoff game? Possibility. Um, I'm trying to figure out how the, sure. hell the Steelers are still doing what they're doing with the dumpster fire they got going on. Like, I, Pittsburgh just, just like lost. they just. I, what is it with them? Like, I, I, we can't get anything, Brian. Like, every time lucky. we get like a little they, glimmer of hope, it's just horrible. It's just uh, so the stat that is unbelievable. They they keep running back, and thankfully somebody's bringing it up. They've been outgained yardage wise every single game this year, and they're six and three. And they've been outgained every single. So they suck. I mean, we'll get to it more when we talk about the Steelers, but uh. Yeah, they're an average team that's getting very lucky. Um, there's a few people I want to give kudos to this week, Brian. We had a four, our fourth and fifth uh, starting tackle uh, this year. Uh, we had Hudson's play the right tackle. We had, I don't even know who the guy was that played left tackle. Uh, but they were definitely helping those guys out. I can't remember his name, Brian. Christian, a, I want to say, you know, maybe Casey or somebody can help us out. Christian, maybe, but I don't know. So our office line guess. was all banged up, um, you know, and to come out that way and, you know, kudos to Jerome Ford um, coming out 6.3 yard average rush, you know, 107 yards rushing, 17 carries. Uh, the running game was there, Brian. Like our overall stats, what I'm I'm enjoying the most about it, Brian, is we're pretty much even. We had 195 yards passing, 178 rushing. So there's no if, ands, or buts. And it was kind of nice seeing um, it was nice seeing Elijah Moore finally get in the end zone too, Brian. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he 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 really needed that. But between uh, David Njoku and Jerome Ford. David Njoku is just a beast, Bry. And I, you know, we questioned that signing uh, right out of the gate because he really didn't show up that much with the catching and everything else because they're paying him like a top tier tight end. Man, he earned his damn money this past week, Bry. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, just to jump back a little bit based on what you said for the for the rushing attack, it was it was something that cannot be uh, overstated it just how we called him out last week because they had a terrible week against the Cardinals and the average two and a half yards carry and going against one of the more difficult uh, defenses in the league with like I said your fourth and your fifth string tackle for them to run the ball the way that they did was pretty unbelievable so you have to give the line a ton of credit you have to give Jerome Ford a ton of credit you know we hope that he's starting to feel better maybe um, his ankle isn't bothering him as much. Uh, Kareem Hunt, we didn't really see strong, but uh, Kareem Hunt had that three-yard touchdown run that was just a bulldozer. Um, you know, he was just running through guys, and he wasn't going to be denied. So you feel a little bit better about this rushing attack. You, you just need maybe to see a little bit of consistency at this point. Yeah. But I mean, it's nice to see him actually start getting something more than two yards carry, Brian. That's all I'm saying. He, you know, he did oh, yeah. really good, and they schemed it up for him really good. And I'm just happy that the offensive line held up the way they did, Brian, because that was kind of sketchy. That offensive line. I'm not gonna lie. Like it, there was one. Oh my god, did you see the pancake from Wyatt Teller on the defense? Oh, yeah. end that, and I'm sitting here laughing. You, you want to know why I was laughing the entire time? Because Teller was already on a block. Looked over and went, "Oh shit." laid this guy out, and then Hudson stood over him and flexed like he did it. Who the hell sure. was that, Bry? Hey, 
they're a unit. What do you always hear about offensive lines? They are a unit. So one guy gets a pancake, they all get the pancake. I understand it. I know. Uh, it's Jerry sub, Cedric Tillman, too, had, had a pancake. Did you see that one oh, against uh, Van Noy? Oh, it was beautiful. I mean, I first it. really time to get excited about Cedric Tillman. But, uh, yeah, that was awesome. I, and so to go back to Najoku and give him props, uh, yeah, he, he played a hell of a game. Um, and, you know, you'd like to see them use him maybe a little bit more. It seems like a lot of times they're throwing the ball to him five yards down the field and just hoping that he makes a play. And thankfully he has to this point, but um, yeah, the passing game still scares me a little bit because he got Najoku and you got a uh, Cooper and you don't have a whole lot else. So, um, yeah. So, you know, hopefully as Deshaun gets more comfortable, we'll get some of these other guys involved. And uh, yeah, I, I honestly think with this game against Pittsburgh, you almost have to treat it like he did the, um, the Arizona game and just don't, don't beat yourself. They're not going to beat you. Don't beat yourself. In the first game, we beat ourselves, certainly, with the two turnovers um, that led to 14 points for them. And then that one big play to Pickens um, because of the miscommunication. So don't beat yourself. Don't be turning the ball over. Let your defense go to work. And it's a home game. So, you know, this defense is smothering in Cleveland Browns Stadium. Yes. And uh, right now, Force Nature asks, who smashes the guitar this week? Uh, he said Nick Chubb to smash the guitar. Place would go berserk. Uh, that would be awesome. But he just oh, got yeah. done with his second knee surgery. So I yeah. do not know if he will be there or not. Uh, Craig said we are third in rushing, and that is without Nick Chubb. Uh, that's truly amazing. Yeah. That scares me. I know. And then uh, Casey chimed in and said Teller was attempting to do that pancake again when the strip sack happened, and it put him in position to dive <laughs> on that fumble. So. I, yeah, I'll tell you what, just watching those guys on the offensive line just start eating up. And like you said with Tillman, I mean, it's finally nice to see a Browns team, Bri. And let's just say it, a Browns team with some balls. Uh, they're actually in the fight. Most of the time, they'll just stand there and watch this stuff happen. Like, all right, whatever. Just give me my paycheck. Let me get down here. This team has actually bought in with all of them together as a team. I mean, how do how, how, how you um, – Describe that one rush where everybody pushed the pile for another 15 yards, Brian. I mean, this team has come together, and I I don't know if it was because of Nick Chubb. I don't know if it's because everybody talking shit about him, but I'm actually enjoying everything. And guess what? We're finally starting to get some love in the national media, finally, and they're finally starting to put respect on our name, which they should have, because this defense earned that respect. Yeah, and certainly I'm probably – Sure, I'll get some hate for this comment, but uh, but I, to me, I think it goes to Deshaun, and I think it goes to the guys in the locker room, especially this game in particular, really solidified their confidence that as long as he's in there, even if he doesn't have a game, which we both agree he didn't have a game, he still gives you a chance to win. And going against the number one team in the NFL at their place, this team never stopped believing that uh, that he was going to bring them back and give them a chance to win at the end. And, you know, one thing that scared me at the end was, uh, was uh, Hopkins field goal was 41 yards, which was the exact distance that uh, Jake Moody missed his 41 yarder against us and lost the game. So, and, and it's longer than the, uh, than the extra point that he missed earlier. So I was a little worried. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, Oh yeah, I knew he had it. You know, um, oh, I, I was, 
biting my nails down to the very end, especially when the flag came out. I'm like, great. Now we got to kick a 46 yarder. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Brian, we got to, we do have to talk about our head coach, Brian. And you know something I have finally, I have not been a super fan of Stefanski. There's been some questionable play calling. There's been some questionable time management stuff. There's been a lot of things that you could question Kevin Stefanski about. But, Brian, the questions I want to bring to you is, you know, we talked about this, and I tried to do this a couple of weeks ago before everybody got sick. But how can we really truly judge Kevin Stefanski last year, this year, or any year that he's coached here? Because he really hasn't had a full year of not something going on with this Cleveland Browns team. I mean, the first year it was taken over for Baker, all that stuff. Then you had the COVID year. Then you had the Jacoby Brissett, or the injured Baker year completely all year. Then you had the Jacoby Brissett year. And then you have the Deshaun line and Deshaun being there for two games and then getting hurt and everything else. And to still have his team competing, Bry, and being at this point in time, six and three here in Cleveland, I think this is truly one of the best coaching jobs that we have had seen here in Cleveland in a very long time. Um, I know it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be – everybody has their ups and downs with the coaching. But I think the smartest move that he did was bringing Jim Schwartz to where he did not have to worry about the defense. Bringing in Bubba Vitrone to where he did not have to worry about the special teams. And he can actually focus on what he wants to focus on, which is the offense and managing the game and not have to put his hands in everywhere else. But, Bri, I want to ask you, I mean, people are asking, like, fans have had him on the hot seat since the beginning of the season. We've had it, too. Um, you know, we said we needed a full season with him to see, with Deshaun, to see what it's going to be. You know something, Bri? I say keep him on. I mean, we haven't had, you know, there's these past few seasons could have gone so many different ways, Bri. And we couldn't have been 500. We could have been 4-12. and 12. This team could have checked out. But since he's been here, we haven't been in that position, Bri. And it's actually kind of nice to be a steady winning team instead of, you know, beating a drunk. I mean, even with Brissett here, we went, what, 6-10? and 10? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, you know, the 4-12 and 12 years that we've always had or, you know, just the shit years that we've always eaten as Cleveland Browns fans. And I know that he's probably not the greatest coach. I don't know if he'll get us a Super Bowl or anything else. But, guys, enjoy this while you have it here. Yeah, originally when you asked me this question, I think it was maybe a couple weeks ago, and I didn't know how to answer it. Um, you know, how, how can we judge Stefanski based on all the adversity he's had to go through and hasn't had this guy, his Hall of Fame running back went down, this guy went down. And it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be tough if this continues well after seeing these last couple weeks. And maybe I'm getting lost in the moment after this Ravens game. But um, <laughs> but trying to look at the season as a whole, like I said with Deshaun, same thing has to be said with Stefanski, is you've played nine games and you've been in every single game except for one at the end, like all the way up to the end. Um, and unfortunately, you had a play here or play there in the Seattle game and the uh, – the Pittsburgh game that didn't go your way, and, and you're going to have that. But uh, but to have this coach and keep the continuity around, that, which is what we've been striving for for years, um, to have him here 
And I think he's improved. Uh, um, you know, you can still question his play calling at times. Um, so I'm not saying he's the best play caller or the best offensive coordinator, but he's been getting the most out of his guys. And whether it be you want to give credit to Schwartz for, for what he's done for this defense um, or Andrew Barry for bringing in a couple of free agents or making a couple of trades. Um, but Stefanski, you know, I go back to, uh, to what more do you want? What more do you want from your head coach? You're in eight of nine games and um, three of those games, you completely blew out the other team to where they weren't in the game. You know, the game was settled after two, three quarters and you could just cruise to the win. So, so what more do you want from your coach? You know, well, you know everybody well, wants Belichick, everybody wants Andy Reid, but I'm living in reality to where I'm a Browns fan and you tell me my coach has given me a chance to win eight of nine games. For me, that's good enough. Oh, yeah. No, and I truly get that, Bri. Um, I'm trying to find out. We, Justin said I got a little bit of an echo and I, I that's um reduce my background noise okay we'll do that um that happened justin there's something going on with google right now to where brian and i've got a little bit of an echo going on we're both hearing it so i apologize for the audio and stuff james good night um but brian it's just it's it's nice to have like you said and those games that we were um, you know, eight out of nine, we were in all those games, but those other games, Brian, we were right there till the end. Like it was, whether it be a last second field goal, like Indy, we were right there. You know, the Seattle, like it, we were right there with everything. Like it wasn't like we were, you know, like you said, completely blown out to where, you know, like before we would just sit there and go, well, guys, this is going to be a shit show. Might as well leave at halftime because we already know what's going to happen. We haven't had that with this team, and it's nice, right? It's nice to be a fan and not have that, you know, not have the the crap show that we've had for 20 years, and we're starting to turn a page where we have good players and people that want to be here and want to, you know, like Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett wants to retire here if he can. How awesome is that? Mm-hmm. Very nice. I mean, he's involved in the community. I certainly believe him and what he said, and, Hey, he, he'll go into the Hall of Fame as a Cleveland Brown. There's no doubt about it. He'll go into uh, the Ring of Honor is probably, if he continues this pace, is the best defensive player in Cleveland Browns history. Yeah. All right, Brian. Well, we got to move on, buddy. We got to get our players of the game. All right. So let's get your offensive player of the game, Brian. Um, what are you thinking, bud? Um. There's a lot of different ways you can go with this one. Um, I don't think anybody played a tremendous game or anything, but um, but I'll give it to the guy who I don't even know his name. <laughs> Our left tackle. Um, oh, Jerry on Christian. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, he's, he's put in an impossible situation. He's on the streets, and then he's on the practice squad, and then he has to go against the number one defense. And, uh, you know, defensive ends that are just racking up sacks after sacks after sacks, they love the league in sacks. Um, and so he came in, and I'd say he outplayed uh, James Hudson even. Um, so just an unbelievable effort. If we're going to give uh, Dewan Jones all this love, which is deserved because mm -hmm. he's been thrown into a similar situation, we have to give love to uh, 
it's a good thing that I don't know his name because it wasn't called very often on uh, on Sunday, even though Hudson had a few penalties. Um, man, it's just – honestly, it's unbelievable for, for him to be put in that situation and to come through the way he did. He deserves a lot of credit. Certainly, Bill Callahan does, deserves a lot of credit as there well. Very good. Mm-hmm. Bill Callahan right there. That's one of the ones I was going to go with. And, Brian, for me, um, we've been waiting for a game. Now, it's not a crazy stat game for him, but we've been waiting for a game like this from David Njoku. Um, six catches, 60 yards, 10 yards a catch. Um, fought for first downs, did all the blocking. He stayed in a lot of times to help there on that right side with James Hudson, doing some chip blocks and everything like that. So I, I want to give it to David Njoku. Uh, we don't give it to him that often, but it was nice to see him come out. I mean, he led besides Amari, who had six catches. Both of them had six catches, which was amazing. So got to give him a shout out. Uh, Defensive-wise, Bri, um, for me, you know, I, I sit there and I think about because Miles Garrett is just Miles Garrett. But, Bry, if it wasn't for that tip ball and Greg Newsom, um, having Greg Newsom back and helping out, I think was amazing. And you know whose name we didn't hear called a lot? Uh, Mark Andrews. Didn't yeah. hear him called a lot, Bry. For sure. So between Newsom and JOK, that's where I'm heading on mine, Bry. What about you? All right, you gave me two. I'm going to give you two. Um, and it's just for a few plays they made, but sometimes these impact plays change the game. And certainly this one changed the game. You got the best kicker in the game, and he's from 55. He's automatic. He beat you a couple years ago with a walk-off 55-yarder. So we won by two. He That would have been a number, another three. Um, Jordan Elliott getting that block on that kick was just – Unbelievable for in a lot of ways, it was kind of like a momentum changer to me. Um, just because Tucker is so good, and every Browns fan out there, those watching that game, was like, All right, hand them three, you know, at least they didn't get seven. And for us to to change that game at that moment was just huge. And he made a hell of a play, it's not like he made a you know, a play that everyone can make. Um, so I give him credit for that. The other guy is another guy who's unsung guy. Didn't even know was on the team, to be honest, before uh, Sunday. And that is, uh, where's it at? Mike Ford. Um, yeah. He, yeah. He had that huge hit on Lamar. And then the very next play, he made that interception, which, you know, is a, an interception that most corners should make, but he put himself in position to do it. And he finished the play and another one that was a momentum shifter that I don't know when the game, if you win the game without that play. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. For him to step in like that, that's awesome. Uh, Truly is, Bri. All right. Let's look ahead to Schittsburg, Bri. Um, Schittsburg's coming up. Um, I still don't like them, but they're coming here this time, Bri. And I have a feeling the stadium's going to be absolutely insane. I'm going. you're going? I'll be there. Yeah, my I'm brother's coming jealous. in town for Thanksgiving. So uh, him and I are going to the game. I can't. It couldn't be a better game. Uh, yeah, it should be rocking. We need some uh, videos of the tailgating and drunk Brian. Uh, where Where do you sit at? 500? <laughs> 508. 508. 508. Um, so upper deck. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'll probably be the DD. So I'll have a couple drinks early, but... um. Not too crazy. Hopefully, I come here on Tuesday next week without a voice. 
No, no, all right. Why do you have to be the DD? Your brother's coming in here. Yeah, but he only. This will be the only game he's going to this year. So, uh, so I don't get mind. Get an driving. Uber. Get an Uber and drink with an your brother. An Uber to Cleveland. What do you think I'm? I'm made of money here. I mean, I heard Lily's Lemonade is on the rave right now. <laughs> That's true. That is true. No, I don't mind. I'm still able to uh, to indulge a little bit before the game and, uh, you know, just kind of take it easy the rest of the way. Uh, Justin said, drink, massage boy, drink. Um, he also said, he goes, wow, massage boy gets a free massage during the game today. Bryce going. <laughs> that too? Uh, yeah, you're good. All right. All right, let's, get drive our, let's get into our three keys to uh, beating the Schittsburg Steelers. Um, Brian, I will go first. Uh, number yep. three for me for beating Schittsburg Steelers. You can't let them luck into shit. All right. If it plays in front of you, you got to stop it. Don't let them luck to anything in front of you. Number two, special teams. You're going to have to play a stellar game. No more muff punts. None of that stuff. All right. And, Bry, I think this is the game that you are going to see Miles Garrett just completely destroy Kenny Pickett. So, number one, pin your ears back and go attack. Don't be afraid of them. Don't let them try to – George Pickens? George Pickens who? Spit on George Pickens. He's on my fantasy team, and he sucks. It sucks. Right? He's awful. Sucks. He's awful. So, that's how you're going to beat the Schittsburg Steelers, Bry. What about you? First of all, I, there's been this groundswell over the last month, maybe month and a half. Who knows? It might go back to last year. Um, and you see it. I even see it on college game day. I see it on the Pat McAfee show where people are holding up signs to fire Matt Canada. Every Steelers <laughs> fan, fire Matt Canada, fire Matt Canada. They are in denial. They don't realize their quarterback sucks. It's not your offensive coordinator. Yeah, your offensive coordinator might suck too. But they think if they just, oh, let's replace this guy and then we'll be good again. You are in denial, folks. You have Ben Roethlisberger for how many years? Now you have a shitty quarterback and you you think that, uh, oh, he's good. He just have to fix his offensive coordinator. It's right. hilarious. It, it's hilarious. They, Fire Matt Canada. This is like a national thing. Fire Matt Canada and we'll be good. Kenny Pickett is terrible, folks. You just say, I mean, he makes one or two plays a game to where you think, and it's almost good for the Browns. Like maybe they'll go into next year thinking Kenny Pickett can be good also, and then we can just steamroll them next year too. But the one thing that does irk me is – uh is Kenny Pickett is too, and as bad as he is, and as much as I want to throw dirt on his grave, he's 2-0 against the Browns, which just, we got to change that. I mean, this is, if it's not this week, I don't know when it is. I, I might go crazy if he beats us again, just luck boxing his way, letting the other team get more yards than you, and your defense just gets one or two plays. Again, this week, um, for the second straight week, first it was Tennessee, and then it was, um, uh, Green Bay, where they, they drive it down for a game-winning score, and they're in the red zone, and their defense bails them out with a turnover. Again, how many? How often can this happen? It's just they're not a good team. Um, so I, I'm sorry. I had to get that off my chest. Kenny Pickett sucks. Matt Hold Canada's on. probably sucks too. Go. Bry, you got to warn me when you do that 
so I can do this. My mistake. And everybody, that was Big Bry's a big tip here on the hand of the face. You're gonna you're gonna see a lot more of these crybaby Steelers fans saying that uh fire Matt Canada, he's the problem. And as yeah. Browns fans, we just laugh. Every time you say that, I think of South Park. What's that? Oh, when they do blame Canada. Oh yeah. Canada. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Now I'm going to think of that, too. Blame Canada. It's all his fault. If he wasn't here, Kenny Pickett would look like Pat Mahomes. Yeah, these people are hilarious. Matt, hey, it's Matt Canada's fault and Terrence and Phillip. It's their faults. That's right. Yep, yep. Kenny Pickett, and boy, he'd be Terry Bradshaw if, uh, if it weren't for Matt Canada. Give me a freaking break. Oh, I love George, it. Meanwhile, George Pickens, every time he has a bad <laughs> game, he's trying to get out of Pittsburgh. Um. But uh, okay, all right. So sorry about that. Let me it's get to my. Right. You got to get it off your chest. You got to get it off. Thank your chest, you. Bud. Let me get to my three um, main takeaways for this game, and I think if we can execute these, we should have no problem winning this game. First one: slow down their pass rush. It's easier said than done, especially with a fourth and a fifth string tackle. Um, but all right. Uh, I'll do it just just for this real quick one. If if you if you watched the Michigan Penn State game uh, on Saturday, Penn State was having a lot of success uh, with their pass rush, and so what did Michigan do? The adjustment they made to where run the ball and you know you throw these quick screens to where these pass rushers are getting our, on the edge and. It doesn't even matter. You don't even have to touch them because your tackle's pulling out. So if we can minimize their pass rush um, with these screen passes or these quick passes or Deshaun just with his legs running around, um, not getting too far back in the pocket, I think I think we should have a lot of success. That's the main thing that scares me about this game is their pass rush. As you know, we saw last last time we played them with Highsmith and Watt getting that touchdown at the end. That was the the game. That was the game changer. That was a touchdown that put them over the top. So that's my first one. My second one, you know, I go again back to um, back to the last time we played them, and no big plays. If you can minimize the big plays, zero big plays. They had the one to Pickens last week or last time we played them, and that was the difference also. Um, so I, I feel confident our offense is going to smother them, going to shut them down. Um, we just can't give up the 71 yarders for a touchdown um, or the 40 yarders or the 60 yarders um, and just give them points that way. So it's going to be on our secondary. And unfortunately, we're a little bit banged up. I haven't heard much about Thornhill. Um, if he's going to be back, Delpit was a little banged up. Denzel Ward with his neck issue. Uh, yeah, it's a scary time. Um, you know, Browns are dealing with a lot of injuries. So. Hopefully we can be ready for Sunday. And then my final one is just minimize turnovers. Um, we definitely need to win the turnover battle, but if we can get it to zero or one turnovers, um, 
I think I feel pretty confident in what the Browns can do. Um, so just take care of the ball, man, because that's how Pittsburgh are, is winning these games while they're getting out yard um, every single week. It's just they get the turnovers. Their defense makes a play here, makes a play there, even though they're getting cashed at times, and it just completely flips the table. So, yeah, zero turnovers would be heaven sent, and I can't imagine we lose the game if we get zero turnovers. That would be awesome, Bri. Um, I, I don't think we've seen a game like that in a while is zero turnovers, have we? Last week, last week, they, okay, they that's popped right. the champagne, but that was the Cardinals, so this is quite a different test. All right. Um, before we get into our picks, Brian, you brought it up. I, I, I got to ask you, did, uh, did Jim Harbaugh die? <laughs> I, I'm just curious because, I mean, the way it sounded like, you know, he was, you know, they were taking him out for a Viking funeral and like he just died and he's never coming back. Like, you know, it was, geez, talk about crying. And, you know, we did this one for Harbaugh. Holy cow, Bry. That's what sports is. You gotta, you gotta find a common thing to unify you. And that's what they did. And um, it worked at least for one week. You know, um, I don't know if it can work. Long term, but uh, but yeah, certainly they feel like they were done dirty, considering the investigation is still going on, and they uh, gave in to they cave to national media pressure. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> hey, we, you know the national media has a huge say in everything. They've been talking about Michigan. Their their lead story for two two weeks has been Michigan. So the Big Ten felt like they had to do something, they did. And, I mean, you know, we'll get into it in a couple weeks. But if they did, if they broke the rules, then they should be punished. But, uh, you know, I don't know if it's been proven that they broke the rules yet. I don't know. Investigation's I... still going on. <laughs> I don't know. You know, if you were on trial for murder and uh, we're two weeks into the trial and no verdict's been reached and I just said, oh, he's guilty, here's your punishment. You know, at the well, right. I mean, but at the time, you got to think about that. You know, you bring that analogy up, you're already in jail. It's not like you're going anywhere if you're on trial for murder. All right. So, but he wasn't in jail. He was still allowed to coach. Well, now he's not. Now he's well, in now, jail. Yeah, now he's not because because they jumped to conclusions before the investigation's over. But oh, it's boy. it might not even matter. It it's might not right, even matter. Man. It's all right, buddy. Uh, let's get into our scores. Let's do our pick 'em. I just wanted to bring it up because I just thought it was comical that you know the associate head coach is bawling his eyes out like he just won the you know college football playoff and they're going to Disney World and he just did the greatest thing ever and it was like, come on, man, jeez. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not gonna say you know he was right for doing that, but he was under a lot of pressure. I mean, if you're taking over this team that this coach has led you to a perfect season and it's all on you and you're at this huge moment and you finally get over the hump and you didn't let your team down. I mean, just the human aspect of it, you know, there was a lot of pressure on him. If he loses that game, you know, he's the problem. And so um, I understand why, why he got emotional, but uh, yeah, maybe hold it together next time. All right, let's do our picks. I won last week, Bri. You did, yeah. You gained. You gained a game. All right, which is I'm still like three behind though. Uh, I think I think it's close. You might be two behind. 
sorry for the cough. I've got something stuck in my throat. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, let's see here. We're playing Schittsburg. We're at home. Uh, Bry, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to go first this week, Bry. Mm-hmm. And I know it's past Halloween. Um, I know we're coming up on Thanksgiving. But I feel like I have to do this for this game, Bry. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Cleveland Browns uh, 46. Uh, I'm going to go Pittsburgh Steelers negative 12. Negative 12. Got it. Uh, I'm pretty sure it. Kenny Pickett is going to trip off the bus downtown at the Radisson. Um, and somebody is going to bash his head into a gutter. Um, and then for Mike Tomlin, uh, since we are so close to Canada, we might as well just hop on the boat, take Canada back to Canada. Uh, how do you feel about that, big fella? Oh, he's he's the next scapegoat. Once Canada, once Matt Canada leaves and they still suck, the next guy they're coming for is Mike Tomlin, no doubt. They can't. They just can't believe a kid who went to University of Pittsburgh and now plays for the Steelers sucks. And I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. The, the rest of the NFL uh, community can clearly see that he's probably not a top twenty-five quarterback, but he makes one play a game. So, all right, here we go. I got. I got the Browns twenty-three and the Steelers thirteen. Nice. They could say. Uh, I think it's a dog fight, but um, but yeah, I think our defense is ready. Um, they'll get one touchdown, but they won't get two. Uh, Justin said, "Squealers by 10. <laughs> All right, he is killing me. I mean, I so so I thought he was a Cincinnati fan, but you know, now I mean, he's a Steelers fan. I think what we should do, Bry, is we should all meet up somewhere." And then we just lock you and Justin in like a little room with like a window. And then we just watch you guys argue the entire time. And I, I think it'll be comical for me because I'll just sit back and like, you know, do the little videotape. Like, man, look at these idiots. Yeah, just keep fighting. It's all right. Keep going and just see what happens. Right. That doesn't sound like a good time for me. I'd rather just sit and watch football and drink beer rather than deal with that. Well, how about this? We could do a viewing party. Jose Cato on one side, Justin on the other side. That's that's my guy. No, I love Jose. I'll I'll hang out and watch football with Jose anytime. Uh, Craig, he is not a Browns hater. He is actually a Browns fan. He's he's a Deshaun hater, Craig. He's oh. he roots against he roots against his own team. He said, "Just because I call it how I feel, I'm a Bengals or Squealers fan." Wow, here we go. <laughs> uh, there's a next oh, drink, Brad. Hey. Oh yeah, no, let's no. hope. Uh, let's hope his trend continues. That uh, he picked the Bengals and the Browns blew him out. So I guess I should be thanking him that he's picking the Steelers and the Browns blow him out. I, I hear you. All right, Brian. Let's get into our fantasy football update. Um, let me get the league pulled up here. This week has been an interesting week, and how is oh good God, Lauren and Harold Kill are running away with it. All right, starting out, Harold Keel beat the Span Clan 153-139. Hot oh. Dog is a Taco came back and beat the Honky Cap 138-81. I'll give him love for that. That's a big win. Big Bry spanked the Portage County Prostitutes 178-129. to 
Team Big Rod, 139 to 126 over Phil And always yeah. next year, beat Team Big Meat, 106 to 94. And Elijah Moorhead beat the Dog Pound Boys, 101 to 68. Oh, 68. That's rough. Ugh, not good. <laughs> not good at all, Bri. All right, let's get into our trivia answer. We'll do it real quick before we get into Fat Boy Tuesday. Yeah. So, Bri, I asked you the other three head coaches that has started with a six and three record since 1986. Okay. So, I got a few names here. We'll work through them. Uh, the first one I'm pretty confident in is Mike Pettin. Um, the year oh. with the year with Brian Hoyer. We are seven and four, and because uh, I remember I was at the uh, the Cincinnati game on Thursday night, we moved to seven and four. A couple games went by, and then they replaced him with Johnny Manziel, and we missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So there that's one. Number two. The other two. So I got four names, and I'm gonna have to whittle them down to two. Um, I gotta think Marty Schottenheimer, since they had so much success in the late '80s, that he was one of them. Marty Schottenheimer is the one. Okay, so we got three names, and I gotta whittle it down to one. I got Butch Davis in 02, I got Romeo in 07, and I got Belichick in 94. Oh boy. I'm gonna go with Romeo in 07. Almost had it, Bri. Oh shoot. Butch or Belichick? Belichick, 1994. 94 Belichick. So Golly, here we go. God bless him. Six and three starts since 1986. Marty Schottenheimer, 1986, 87, 88. Sure. Bill Belichick, 1994. And Mike Fenton, 2014. And Kevin Stefanski, 2020 and 23. Crazy. Sure. Yeah. I mean, at this point, unless everything completely falls by the wayside and you completely screw up this season, they should be talking about, I don't know if he's up for an extension, but uh, yeah, <laughs> just 25 years or well, 30 years, 35 years. I don't even know how old I am. Um, you know, Marty Schottenheimer is the only one to do it multiple times. And now Kevin Stefanski comes through and does it two times in three or four or five years. So sometimes you need to take a step back. You need to just look at wins and what your record is as a as a head coach or a quarterback and just put the other crap aside. Don't get bogged down in the moment. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be fine bringing him back for another year. All right, we're going to go back to forces of nature. Let's bring up our Fat Boy Tuesday, Bri. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. And uh, Force of Nature brought up our uh, – Wanted to talk about some. What is the best quick chicken place? And then he put Hanes, Slim Chickens, or Popeyes. Uh, we also got to throw in KFC, correct? Sure. Is Chick fil A has got to be in there. Um, am I missing another one? Churches, but. uh. I've only been to one out in Toledo. I don't think there's many churches around. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to save the either or for next week, Brian, because we are over okay. an hour. 
and we'll get sure. into this. We'll get into okay. um, um, because next week, the either or, we could do a Thanksgiving edition either or. Yeah, all right. absolutely. So, Brian, all right, let's talk about chicken. Now, I do have to say, Brian, I did have the new Popeye's Truff chicken sandwich. Oh, and that's yeah. with their truffle mayonnaise. Right. Brian, that was really freaking good. And I got the, really? with the bacon and Swiss on it. Oh, even oh, better. Man. Like, Brian, it hit, it hit good. <laughs> really? It hit good. Now, I do have to say, because you got a free six-piece wings with that order. Uh, get out of here. Oh, yeah. I did get six their... Six-piece wings uh, and a sandwich? Holy Yeah, cow. but it was, it was a little wing. Their wings aren't... And yeah, but still, were, six they wings were for over, free. And they were still overdone. And it oh, was just, I see. Uh, but um, I didn't get their um, their ghost pepper one. I got their uh, smoky, spicy one. Dude, that was a pretty good sauce. I put that up there with the melt sauce from Melt. Like, it was really good. Wow. It was but, spicy? Yeah, it had a kick to it, but it was sweet. It was like almost like a... You know how we like the uh, bourbon? You know, we get that smoky bourbon kind of sticky mm-hmm. uh, glaze, but it had a kick to it on the back end. It was like a sriracha bourbon almost. Wow. And it was What's it called again? Fantastic. The it was just the chicken wings. It was a coat oh, of chicken wings. There was no sauce. No, it was the sauce. Let me bring up. But what, um, oh, ghost something? Hold on. Hold on. So this was Popeyes. So I got no. I don't have any Popeyes near me. I'll have to go up Macedonia. It was the one I usually hit up on the way home from work. Um, Popeyes. Popeyes chicken wings. I'm pulling it up on the app, Brian. I uh, gotcha. Yeah. So do you have a to answer his question? Do you have a preference on? Slim chickens. I, I've seen slim chickens. I think there's one in Hudson or Streetsboro, maybe. Um, but I've never been to a slim chickens. I've always been intrigued. I, I have never been to. I've never been to slim chickens either, Bry. And okay, um, that is the one that kind of gets me. Um, oh come on! I don't want to deliver. All right, I'm not. I'll find a. I'll find it. Let you know. I'm not going through all that crap. I've never sure. had some chickens, but you know we we like canes here in Ohio because you know it's canes. Um, but if I had a go-to, Bry, um, it, dude, it, just do me dirty. Give me some KFC. Uh, their chicken, you know, their chicken um, sandwich is delicious. Their chicken tenders are really good, also. And you know, most of the time you can't pass up, you know, ten-piece bucket. You know, when they had their twenty-dollar fill-up bucket, you know, eight-piece bucket with the sides and everything else. That's kind of where I go to with uh, chicken bry, but mm-hmm. you know you you get that's for me and my family. Now, if me personally, if I'm going to just me get a chicken, I'd probably be Chick Fil A, and it you know it's not even the fried chicken bry. I like their uh, their grilled chicken club. Wow, um, yeah, it's hard to really because they're all good. Um, Canes, so I've. I've made cane sauce. If you just Google cane sauce on uh, online, you can find out how to make their cane sauce. So I've done that. It's pretty easy. It's just mustard or uh, mayonnaise and ketchup and then some Worcestershire sauce. Um, so I'm, 
I think their chicken is kind of overrated. Their sauce is phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. Their Texas toast is very good. But I think their chicken and their fries are kind of overrated. Um, Look at that. So I, I would put – I'd push that one aside a little bit. Um, but I think I think Popeye's has the best sandwich. But I would say probably the go-to is, uh, is KFC. Um, but, again, I mean, you love a little bit from here, a little bit from there, a little bit from there. Chick-fil-A is obviously fantastic. Um, their nuggets, I said their nuggets are the only nugget, the only fast food nugget I've ever had that I really didn't even need sauce for. They're just so good. Um, and they got a lot of flavor to it. But their sandwiches, you know, you know me, I'm a big bun guy. Their, sand, yeah. their buns leave something to be desired. So, um, but yeah, KFC is just solid all the way around. Um, I don't think you'd ever have a bad meal there. So probably be my go-to as well. All right, remind me, remind me next week, Brian, because I got I got to bring up a beef with Swenson's, Brian. Okay, I got I got a huge beef with Swenson's, and I never thought that I would, and it might be because my tastes have changed over the years. But we'll talk about it next week. Um, let's get into our top three, Brian, and then we'll close out the show. We're going to do oh yeah three. Top three sports nicknames, Bry. All right. I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Oh, boy. And All right. Here we behind you. Yep. Um, so before I get to my top three, there are just so many. There are a ton. As a lot of these I kind of forgot about. Um, so let me give you a – and I'll just run through them. I'm not even going to give you the name of the player. Hopefully you know who they are. I'm just going to give you a honorable mention list here. Um, we got Kung Fu Panda, Muscle Hamster, Megatron, Chocolate Thunder, The Admiral, Rain Man, The Nigerian Nightmare, and Beast Mode. So those are the guys. Those That's three through ten, whatever. Okay, um, who was the second one? The Hamster? Muscle Hamster. Uh, Doug Martin. You remember him? Played okay, running back yeah. for the Buccaneers. That was his nickname was Muscle the muscle hamster, yeah, because he's just this short jack dude. <laughs> Jesus, all right. Yeah. Um. So, so to my top three, we got a uh, number three. I'll see if you can if you can come up with the player that these are because I don't think they're um they're dead giveaways. Uh, number three, the round mound of rebound. You know who that is? Is it tractor trailer? No, but that oh, I should have put that one down. No, yeah, there's another one, tractor trailer. Close, uh, right in the same body type, I guess. Uh, Charles Barkley, round mound really? rebound. Yeah. Jesus. Um, okay. And then my number two is the Minister of Defense. I'm drawing a blank for nothing. Uh, Reggie White. He was, okay. he was an ordained minister. Um, obviously, he played defense, but yeah, just somebody who kind of I looked up to as a person, as a player. Unfortunately, we lost him too early, but um, but yeah, he he was a fantastic dude and even better NFL player. So that was my number two, and then the third one. I think you'll get this one, and it's very simple, but it's just kind of funny to me. Um, the Hick from French Lick. Yeah, 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 I knew Larry Bird. 
<laughs> Got to call him just, while he's playing. Yeah, just what he is and where he's from. He's a hick, and he's from French Lick. And it's just simple as all get out. Uh, oh, shoot. I can't remember. I think it was – there was a sketch comedy uh, show, I think called The Kroll Show, that, uh, that had this Larry Bird um, sketch on it and he, like young Larry Bird when he was in high school and it is hilarious. So if you're looking for some entertainment tonight, go, uh, go to YouTube and, and try to find young Larry Bird skit because, uh, because it is fantastic. Yeah. Right, I love it. All right. So my number three, Bry, and you're going to know this guy around the gate. You can't go wrong being the name, the honey badger. Oh Yeah. If you're sure. called the honey badger, I mean, that's <laughs> can't go wrong with that. I forgot about that one. Now, at number two, now this isn't because I know it, I like it because I think it's hilarious. But anybody that names their kid, haha, Clinton Dix, <laughs> yeah, I, bad. I mean, that's one of the ones, and Bry, my favorite one. Dicker the kicker. Oh, there you go. Like that. Simple. Also simple. Simple. But really good. Honorable mention for me, Grandmama. Yep, for sure. Can't go wrong with Grandmama. Then you have Penny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bamba, Kobe. Yep. Red Bamba, uh, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, who was the Red Bamba? That was that no. Matt Bonner? Yes. Um, Matt Bonner. Wasn't... Um, the answer was AI, right? Yep. Man, some great nicknames going up. You know, oh, there like, are. There are. Just amazing. Most of them are in basketball, though. Right? Yeah. A lot of you basketball, a lot, lot of football. Kung Fu Panda, though. Shout out to that one. I love <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. It was just perfect. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Batman, Nick Chubb. There's another one right there. Oh, okay. Nice. I can't go wrong with that one. I, that's that's true. Chubb and Wubba Hub. And he, oh, Wubba yeah. Hub and Chubb. Chubb and Hubba. Rub it up, Chubb. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, guys. We're here at the end of the show. We got to get the hell out of here, Brian. Uh, I want to thank our troops and first responders for everything. And like Bryce said, thank you guys for all the veterans out there that serve. We appreciate everything you guys do for us. I want to thank our first responders. Um, you know, you guys are amazing. Save lives every day. We can't thank you enough. Uh, Brian, God bless them. Yep. God bless you. God bless America. <laughs> I am that fat guy. We are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we will see you next week. Let's kick the shit out of Schittsburg. What do you say, Brian? No doubt. Ready. <laughs>